Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this show, we'll be talking about the latest Doctor Who Christmas special featuring the, the full debut of Shooty Gatwa and Millie Gibson, and that is The Church on Ruby Road. Uh, but first of all, I hope you all had a very good Christmas out there. I know I certainly did. Um, what about yourself, Paul? Did, was any anything Doctor Who related present-wise for you this year? No, I, I didn't ask for any presents this year. So, because um, obviously uh, family and that uh got lots more things they could be spending their money on. That is me. true. That is true. That is true. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I must admit, I, I didn't get a, a great deal this year. All I got, um, sort of who-wise, uh, was uh, the season five of Matt Smith's um, first season on Blu-ray. So I've been gradually right. replacing my DVD box sets with the Blu-ray box sets, right. which are um, which are smaller on the shelf as well. So I'm getting a lot more shelf room back as well, <laughs> which is there's a, there is a method to my madness here. So. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, before we start uh, talking about this year's special, um, unfortunately, also on Christmas Day, uh, the sad news broke that Richard Franklin. Captain Mike Yates himself sadly passed away at the age of 87 after a long illness. Um, not a, a shock really, Paul, because I say he had been ill for some time, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not, it's never nice to hear anyway, because I mean, that, that's the last of the, well, I suppose another one gone from the Pertwee era. There was only John Levine and Katie Manning left now. Yeah. Which uh, sort of makes you feel old, doesn't it, really? It does, yeah. I mean, you like to say, oh, you know, you think 87's a good age, and it's getting getting less of a good age the older I get. Yes, indeed, because we're the wrong side of 50 now, aren't we? So. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, God, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's it's never good to hear, you know, what sort of some of you, you grew up watching um, hmm. and sort of following all these years sort of passing away. And, I mean, there's never a good time to pass away, but, I mean, Christmas Day, I think people feel that even more, don't they? Because it's supposed yeah. to be a you know a day of celebration and everything, but uh, but I mean, um, I mean, so from, look- from a point of view of family and friends, from the Doctor Who fan side of it, I mean, yeah. obviously, it's it's a day. I mean, he probably it was something where everybody would have picked up on it quite quickly. Mm. It wouldn't have gone unnoticed on a day when Doctor Who's on the telly. No, certainly not, because I mean I um I I picked up and, and I don't know when the news broke, I don't know if it was just after um the episode finished airing or it was or during the, the the airing of the episode, I'm not sure. But I picked up on it when I was putting the, the message out for feedback. Yeah. Um for you know, for, for uh for the for the listener feedback section. And um yeah, and that, and that's when I saw it and I I was sort of oh wow, you know, I was sort of I knew he'd been ill, but he still sort of took the wind out of his sails, yeah. to be honest. And there would have been a lot of warmth coming back from Oh, God, yes, there was. Um, I mean, the amount of people said, you know, the people said they'd met him and what a wonderful, yeah. sort of generous man he was, um, and, you know, sort of an old... I, mean, I don't know what, what else he... What he, I mean, he appeared in bits and pieces after Doctor Who, didn't he? He never sort of... Yeah. You know, unfortunately, that's the same for a, a lot of the actors from Doctor. Never sort of really sort of forge a career for themselves acting wise, unless they're such, you know really lucky. You know, such is the the actor's the, life, isn't so, it? Yeah, well, such is the size of the program, especially in the seventies, mm. sixties, seventies. Yeah, it, um, it, it it did sort of pigeonhole 
actors yeah. and actresses, didn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. Which is a which is a shame. But I mean, the last thing I saw him in, re- my most recent thing I saw him in, funnily enough, uh, was in Rogue One. He was in that. He played one of the um, one of the Death Star scientists. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was the, that was the last thing I saw him. But I didn't know like previously to Doctor Who. Um, he was in thirty odd episodes of Crossroads. No. Uh, no. So, which I think a lot of, of quite a few Doctor Who alumni cut their eye teeth on. There, I know Wendy Padbury did, Philip Hinchcliffe did, and Terence Dick certainly did uh, at Crossroads. So, um, it seemed to be a lot, of, a bit of a training ground for <laughs> for, for, for Doctor Who production team and, and actors. That one, but uh, well, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, wasn't Russell T Davies supposed to have worked for Crossroads and they cancelled it? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, he didn't. He write. He submitted a few scripts that I think were, were yeah. If I remember it rightly, were meant to make it to to screen, and um, and, it, and it got cancelled. But uh, I suppose it was was that the which iteration of Crossroads are we talking about? I know we've gone way off the top of Richard Franklin here, but was that the the rebooted iteration of Crossroads when they had Jane Asher in it, which was all a dream <laughs> at the end? I, I, I it... don't know to be honest. <laughs> I have to say, and I'm probably glad to say, my my knowledge of Crossroads isn't that. No, the only thing, I, well, I I know bits and pieces because my nan used to watch it religiously. She I was loved it. Say that that is exactly my experience of Crossroads. Is, yeah. <laughs> Grandparents watching it, yeah. <laughs> I suspect it died along with its audience, but there's them. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there, actually. But, uh, but you know, um, yeah, coming, coming back to to Richard Franklin, it, it's it's very sad. And I think what we're um, what we're gonna what we're gonna do in a future episode of Hussey Podcast, we're, we're gonna pick a a sort of requisite sort of Captain Mike Yates sort of sort of centric story yeah. uh, to cover, actually, as as our as our our way of tribute, really. Um, so we'll um, we'll see what, what what we can conjure up. We we got a few ideas, but we we won't. Um, we won't sort of mention it just yet until we've actually sort of confirmed uh, what one what story yeah. we want to cover. So we'll uh, we'll announce that at a later date. At a later mm. date. So um, anyway, so let, let's move on to hopefully happier happier things. Um, sh- should we talk about the church at Ruby Road? Yes, let's do. It. Yes, okay, let's do it. Uh, doctor, what would that be? Just the doctor. She's going to see us. Who is your girlfriend when you ask her to marry you on Christmas Day? How do you know that? It's my sonic screwdriver just went ping. That's a screwdriver? Which is sonic. And that precise ping is detecting a two-carat diamond in your pocket, which says engagement ring, and I'm guessing that she's a she, because 91% of men wouldn't choose a diamond. Plus, Christmas Day, it's obvious. But how do you know she'll say yes? Because the sales start on Tuesday, and you just couldn't wait. And that is why she loves you. Merry Christmas. Okay, so it's my turn to kick things off, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is, it is. Okay. So, um, I thought all the performances were excellent in this. Yes. I'd, I've I've warmed to Shooty Gatwa's Doctor amazingly quickly, <laughs> to, be, to, to be honest. I think he, he, he's, his character's full of, um, is full of life and joy. Um, it's the complete opposite to what we've had previously. Um, yeah. With, with doctors, that there's been no sort of post-regeneration angst 
or anything like that, um, as was explained in the giggle. Um, and it just sort of hit the ground running, really. And I can I can see why this would be. How can I put? It? If you've never seen Doctor Who before, it's a it's a perfect way to get on board with it. Yes, really. So I, I really loved it. I, I like Millie Gibson as well. I liked um, I like a character. I liked a, a, a family. Yeah, and everything and, and, as well. And you already feel there's already a chemistry between. Oh God, yeah. Then, which um, is a large part of Doctor Who nowadays. Yes, it is. Um, I think it's a it's a large part of RTD's writing as yes. well because he's he's all about characters, isn't he? Yeah. It's all about sort of getting good characters and, and sort of, you know, having families or friends or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, the only thing I'm going to say is, is I thought the plot was a bit of a letdown. It's... Now, because I, I've only, I must admit, I've only managed to watch it the once. I've got to be right. honest. Um, but I sort of remember sort of watching it and, it and when it sort of, the way it began, I mean, it, there's all the... This is what I mean. RTD, he, he sort of, he sort of pleases you, and then he sort of lets you down in the next breath, kind of thing. I, I just find him very up and down as a, as a writer. I mean, as I said, the characters were brilliant. The, the dialogue was brilliant, but the plot, um, and it, I thought was was really. I'm not going to say disappointing. Um, it, there wasn't much of it, really. Um, yeah, I mean, but to be honest, that's always going to be a problem for two reasons. One, it's Christmas, and you've yeah. got a lot of fan watching. Mm. So you can't go too heavy, and, and you can't be... I mean, it's probably probably pushed it as far as you can go in terms of... of uh, I was going to say horror, but in terms of that sort of darkness to it. You can't, you can't be too dark. No Christmas special. You can't. And and you've got a lot of establishing in terms of characters. Well, you have. You forward. You have. Um, but when I say sort of let you down, he, he seems to have sort of fallen back with some of the old familiar tropes. Like it opened with a voiceover. Yeah. Which he's done before. You know, um, we've got a, a companion with another mystery. It's been done before, not just by him, but by RTD and 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 so on and so on. So, uh, not so uh, Moffat, sorry, and so on and so on. Yeah. So, um, I thought we we've been down this road before, you know. Well, there, um, there was one. There was one point in it where the grand said about when I watched it the first time, and she obviously says copper, and she says copper. But I hmm. actually thought for a moment she said copper, and I thought, oh no, we're not going to get down around to. Ruby Sunday was going to be proposed to by the oh by that policeman. policeman yeah yeah <laughs> you know and I thought oh you know she's saying you know about oh you're I've, I've still I thought she was saying to Ruby Sunday you've still not you're you're still not seen that copper or something like that where she was saying I've still not seen that copper <laughs> <laughs> well did Ruby Sunday mention she had a boyfriend or anything. No, I don't recall. I don't, no, I don't. I don't. No, there wasn't. I mean, I was quite relieved from that because I thought, oh no, what we don't want now is another companion running away from a wedding. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Been, we've had that twice. We've had that twice. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> so I was quite yeah, relieved I... when I when I listened to it again and it yeah, and it was my that... ears out. And... <laughs> <laughs> what you say was when you weren't drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, 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 that's that's a very very fine. Point of timing to fit in during Christmas, to be honest. Well, I, 
Well, considering all, the only non-alcoholic drink I had all day on Christmas Day was a cup of tea when I got up. So <laughs> the rest of it, I was just drinking. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so the time Doc 2 came, and I was pleasantly mellow, actually. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... Um, I, I, yeah, I mean... Obviously now Doctor Who's gone into a different direction with it's moving away from just doing sci-fi to doing more sort of fantasy kind yeah. of stuff, which the, the the goblins are, and and they sort of come about by or attracted to by sort of um, coincidence and luck, uh, which I thought was quite a um, a good sort of little, little thing actually, uh, and you know, but and, I, and I've got a funny feeling this is all this still comes back to. What David Tennant did um, yeah. in uh, Wild Blue Yonder, he, he, you know, as he let the the the, um, the toy maker through. So I think that there's been an element of that, and also you've got this thing. We've got the mention of Mavity again, didn't we? Yeah. This time, which we yeah, forgot I... to mention in the last episode, didn't we? Yeah, that they never cleared that up or yeah. fixed that. Yeah. So, so presumably it, we are going to have that. It's just now whether it's actually sort of just going to be an almost like little running joke through. Or it do, or does it actually or is it actually going to end up meaning something? Mm, exactly, exactly. So well, I mean, I'm, quite like if it just runs as a running joke. It might do. I, in Doctor Who, the Gravity thing is, though, he, is he, but he, he never puts anything as a joke, does he? There's always no. you know this is yeah. going to if something if something crops up more than more than twice, then yeah, it's usually going to pay off at some point. Yeah, exactly. So I, I expect future. to see that. Yeah, I to- there, totally there, there agree. There was three. There was three points in this program. Yeah, this this episode when I when I found myself thinking, I, I wonder what, how John Pertwee's Doctor would have coped with that. <laughs> one 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 being just the suggestion that everything is luck, luck and coincidence can drive something. <laughs> Oh, he'd be he'd be, think, he'd be scoffing at that, wouldn't he? I, I can imagine the, the 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 look on his face at that suggestion. I, I remember how sort of patronising, condescending he was to everybody in the demons <laughs> when they started talking about magic. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, and that, dear, no. and that ended up with a with a scientific, well, a semi-scientific, or at least a sci-fi solution rather than mm. a fantasy one but yeah, yeah. I, did, I did sort of think to myself yeah I could, I could see how how the third doctor would treat this differently <laughs> well before we get into any, any sort of minutiae about it, I'll stop going down that road but what, what did you think I mean did what did you enjoy it or not or um yeah I enjoyed it um I wouldn't say that it's you know of you know, the best episode ever or you know a, a wonderful piece of television but it, it rocked through. I was, it, it was finished before. Before you knew before, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's really what you want, especially on a Christmas day. You just want something that's fun that's in that keeps you occupied. Exactly. I always, I always think that the Christmas specials. I mean, in recent years. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm not counting the uh, the Chibnall area because we've had these very sort of gloomy, Dalek-centric New Year's Day specials, haven't we? Yeah. Um, from Chibnall. But, going but, on... but then you can, then you can you can do something different on New Year's Day. Yeah, you can. Because you can. it's all about reflection and looking forward, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Rather than um, celebration. But, but, so, but, but, but for previous sort of Christmas specials, we usually had sort of, you know, regenerations or introductions to a new Doctor. And I always think there's always a, a very odd sort of day to pick to do either of that kind of episode. Yeah. 
if you see what I mean. So, well, um, I mean, but to be honest, they've never necessarily picked it, have they? It's just been through the fact that people are leaving. They ended up. It's more natural to leave at the end of a series. Yeah, I mean, um, it is it is, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think the only reason we got this on when we did is because RTD wanted to bring back the Christmas specials as soon as he as yeah. was able to, really, and yeah. this, and this was it. Um, I think if it, you know, I think if Jodie Whittaker had, or, or sorry, the David Tennant's one last one had been on Christmas Day for argument, so we we wouldn't have seen Judy Gatwa's first one until you know the spring next year, yeah. really. Uh, so, um, well, the one incidence we've had that is Peter Capaldi's, isn't it? With the basically, and that was only because that was almost a holding pattern. That wasn't meant to be Stephen Moffat writing that, was he? He sort of got press ganged into it because well, yeah, because Chibnall wasn't ready, wasn't in, wasn't available to yeah, and he take over. So yeah, so he did that last series. So the regeneration basically yeah. got put off till till Christmas, rather uh, than it being a the yeah. first. Well, it, well, he, he, he did, he did. Well, apparently, he did the Christmas special one because, he, as you said, the Chibnall wasn't ready, but also the fact he wanted to make sure that Doctor Who kept its Christmas Day slot. Yeah. Um, which was then jettisoned as soon as as soon as Chibnall yeah. came along. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I just think it's a, it's a very weird um, sort of time to to do that, or, or maybe even to launch a series as well, because it, it's you've now got. I, it's, the way I think about this is this is almost sort of like uh, the case of Androzani followed by the twin dilemma, because you just had David Tennant regenerate into or by regenerate into uh, Shooty Gatwa, a couple yeah. of weeks break. And then he's back on Christmas Day, so you see him in action. And you've got to wait a few months for his first full series to start. It's almost kind of we're back to the the Peter Davison Colin Baker handoff in a funny yeah. way. Um, I'm beginning to wonder whether that's going to be a, a good thing or a or a bad thing. It, it was it was a bad thing for Colin Baker, unfortunately, because I mean, Case of Andrew Sarney was a classic story, <laughs> and Twin the Love is utter shite. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, whatever, whatever you want to throw criticism at this, it isn't the Twin Dilemma. <laughs> There's always like the, the, the yardstick for which to measure everything by, is it? Let's be... <laughs> no, but but, but, but you'd, you'd known that was in trouble if it had been. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh, I do. Hope, I do. Hope this does turn out to be another twin. No, it was not another twin dilemma. Um, no, no. I say I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. For and, its, and I'm I, sure. And I'm sure Colin Baker could have <laughs> could could have rocked the vest and <laughs> killed dancing. Yeah, I was going to say, how many times did shooting that, that, change that, that costumes? Was the other time, <laughs> that was the other time actually when I thought oh, I'd like to have seen the third Doctor. Do this. <laughs> Do you know what? No, I, no, if Perp was doing the kill, he would have done, he would have gone the full Andy Stewart costume with New Year's Eve, done, wouldn't he? <laughs> and if you bits of kids that they don't know who Andy Stewart is, just just Google Andy Stewart and Hogmanay. <laughs> just count yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, coming back to Doctor, I was going to say um, I enjoyed all the performances. I thought the performances were were, were brilliant. Um, yeah, and there were some there were some good bits. Um, in this, uh, I think the, I mean, start with, let's do Davina a call, um, because they, they did actually, apparently did this properly, apparently they, they got permission um, from long lost families uh, to actually sort of use Davina in in that context, and they filmed it as if they were making an episode of, of long lost families, so from that point yeah. of view, 
um, I think it really works. I like the fact that she kept getting bad luck afterwards yeah. as well. It was nearly that, that, yeah, that yeah. They then just basically just played with her just just for the fun, fun of, it. of it. I know, yeah. Um, so I like that. I like the bit where you know you see Ruby's home life was. It, it was lovely, wasn't it? She had an adoptive yeah. mother and she had a adoptive uh, grandmother there. Um, everything was, was nice and happy and it, all the decorations were up and everything. But soon as but the... they, they was definitely making the best of what they had. Yes, indeed. Not necessarily the perfect either hat place to live or in terms of, you know, the, the fact that the, the grandmother was pretty much ill and bedridden and whatever. But you got the feeling that it it was a happy place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I, which I thought was was nice. Yeah. Uh, but what I liked that bit where the goblins took Ruby, they changed the timeline. Yeah. And it was the the, the how that whole house or, or apartment, what you want to call it, um, had changed because Ruby yeah. wasn't there. And it's well, like it, two it, it, completely it, different characters in a, in a, a Doctor Who And it, and it was to a certain extent almost like a bit of a nod to "It's a Wonderful Life," wasn't it? It was. In the fact, yes, yeah. That when the one person there that's held everyone together did goes. Yeah, so I suppose at that, that point of view where they they fell back on other Christmas stories or Christmas classic yeah. stories to you know to, for a Doctor Who special. I mean, they've probably fallen back on one of the one of the best. Christmas films ever made, really? Yeah, you know. So yeah, oh no, that that yeah, that totally works. That totally works. Um, but I just like the fact, it, it, even the the whole decor of of the house changed because she wasn't. Yeah. N- none of the the Christmas. It wasn't bright and, and airy anymore. It, no. it was everything was dull and and miserable and and I think it. I don't, I, if anyone's listening to the DWP, which we've already, I've already talked about this episode, and on then I've, I've had cause that was almost more like an instant reaction. So I've had time to think about it a bit more since then. But what I did say on the DWP, I thought it was like because it was all set up at Christmas time. It, it's it's not all about the material things in life make you happy. It's the people in your yeah. life that make you happy and make yeah. it special. Um, and that was definitely the the contrast between the two there, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the- yeah, certainly. And that, that really worked, I thought. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, the, the, the sort of the, the big... I can't even say they're the big bads. The goblins, they weren't really... Apart from the baby-eating <laughs> aspect, baby apart from the baby-eating, they didn't really do a lot. And no, they, and I mean, they, it, it's, just, it's just mischievous, isn't it, really, rather than it evil, is, but almost. Apart, yeah, as you say, apart from, apart from the baby-eating... Like the fact that you know they uh, still carried on attacking Davina McCall just for the fun of it. They did, but what I thought was really weird, there was no direct interaction with the Doctor. The, the, the Goblin no. King didn't speak to him. No, the Goblin spoke to him or or Ruby. Every time they they're very very short scenes with 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 them. So every time the sort of that you get the Goblins growling, and next minute they were tied up. Um, or they'd escaped, or, or whatever. So it, it was really. I but just in thought, some in I some ways, weird. you wonder is is that because they had no handle on the Doctor? If they if all their life was about building up coincidence and whatever, because there's no place where the Doctor is, such you know, in terms of time, mm. they couldn't. They they had no handle on him. Well. 
you could yeah there could be something in there I, I don't I honestly don't know I just don't know whether that was intentional or it just wasn't written very well I honestly don't it did seem to me that the the plot was very secondary in this story it was yeah. all, it was all about the characters yeah but, but, but like I say that that for terms of a you've got to, you're keeping it light so you don't I mean I mean to be honest the whole the whole baby eating thing for a, in a Christmas special is quite a a step, I don't Yes, think. it is. It is. Um, now, but other than that, you 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 are going to be like, and it is going to be setting up. So, and you sort of went into it thinking that. Yeah, I'm I'm still not convinced about the whole goblin thing. I mean, obviously, the one thing that I was dreading, and then and they really doubled down on this as well, was the song, the singing. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not a fan of musicals, as as people. Who know me uh, will, will, will know already. Um, okay, we already know the Goblin song was coming because they released it for as a yeah. single for for you know for children in need and, and all that kind of thing. Um, but what I was not expecting was the Doctor to start singing as well. Hmm. And um, that was the third thing when I thought about what how would the third Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pope wasn't averse to singing a song as we as we all know from his no. Words or Gummidge albums. Yeah. <laughs> But you feel it would have been more that way than <laughs> singing about a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It, that that stuck out like a, a, a sore thumb, really. And, uh, and and the other thing that I I, I know it's it's a nitpicky little thing, but all the goblins are growling and speaking in little goblin voices. Why was the singer singing in perfect English? Ah, uh, Abba could do it. <laughs> Are you calling Benny Benny Bjornegnetta and, and the other one? I've got far forgotten name. Frida and Anifrid or Frida, what her name is? Um, yeah, Anifrid. Um, you, you call them goblins, are you, Paul? No, man. Little, little they Swedish to, goblins. They learn to sing in English. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If the goblins want to win, win Eurovision, they've got to sing in English. <laughs> Is that why Norway lost that year with Diggy Lou Diggy Lay? <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it could have been a great song about eating babies, but we just didn't know. Maybe the Diggy Lou Diggy Lay meant they're digging the pit for the, the baby. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. This is going to a, a very dark place, actually. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't mind it. I think probably as much because we were forewarned. <laughs> oh yes, we were. But I wasn't warned I suspect, about. I wasn't warned I suspect, about the doctor singing. <laughs> no, but it didn't. It in some ways, in some ways, it sort of fitted though, it, because it was a way of distracting the goblins while the ropes were untangling. Yeah, I suppose it. So by doing that, you know, it's all, it, it, they they obviously liked her to have a sing song, obviously. Um, but it, it just um, the fact there was no sort of, and there was no you couldn't understand. You know, there was no way otherwise that they'd have waited for for him to. There was no speech he could have done there that would have worked. I think in delaying their attack. Yeah, I, I just found it weird that this massive, almost like three or five person operated puppet in the form of the Goblin King, which is also enhanced with CGI, that basically mm. did nothing. And didn't it, I no. thought I thought at least that would have interacted with the Doctor, but no, nothing. And then it just 
you know, at the end, just speared on on, on a church um, spire. So um, yeah, yeah I, just, I just found it a bit of um, okay, scratching me. What was the point to them? They look great. I'm not going to say. I mean, the episode did look fantastic. It, yeah. it really did. Uh, but I just thought the whole goblin thing, a lot of nice setup with a not a lot of payoff. Really, not for me anyway. No. Not for me. No, I mean, I, I mean, I liked it. I liked it is just that they are a throwaway. Oh yeah, we're not going to see them again, are we? <laughs> well, we say that. <laughs> no, I think these are sort of like he the, did, the, the yeah, they were at least the only yeah, the other thing actually on that was obviously at the end they were destroyed by destroying the Goblin King. Yeah. Right. Although there's no necessarily explanation as to why. Killing the the king makes the rest of the ship seem to burn and disappear. That, that's what I mean. There was no thought put into it at all for me. I mean, the it, only thing I can think about that is actually eating babies makes you very gassy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that spear going through and it creates a spark, and that was the whole. Maybe it was. Up. Who knows? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Now that's the other thing as well because we, we've got some new uh, tech. From the doctor, haven't we? With these these yeah. special gloves, um, yeah. Which the moment he put them on, started doing his, his thing with them initially on on the rope ladder with, with Ruby. I just saw Iron Man straight away. It's Tony Stark mm. tech. Um, and what I miss about the Doctor, particularly in recent years, is you used to see the Doctor create something out of bits and pieces lying around to, to is reacting to a situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but now yeah, he's, but well, now he's just you, got these, hand, he's got these if those, handy if those gloves. Gloves had been made. If those gloves, the fingers of those gloves had been made by with toilet rolls, you'd have been all right with it. I would have been actually. I would have been. But now, just the um, fact that yeah, because he's, he's actually, actually like, going back to the third Doctor, some of the things he built. I've oh, look at the time monster. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. But but now you've got this thing. Oh, this is handy thing. I've I, here's one I made earlier, kind of thing. Um, hmm. Which he used again at the end, sort of like again, like Iron Man. To although, put, although, you know, although you can understand on the fact that yes, he does. The Doctor does spend a lot of time hanging off of things. He does. So, so yeah, that that, that seems perfectly logical. That in the end, you'd think, actually, what can I create that make this a lot? Should have done it years ago. So, whether again, this, this is going to be an ongoing thing, or it's just a one-off, just for for the purposes of this story. Um, yeah. Who knows? I mean, if, I mean, if they, it, they if, were pretty central to the story. Oh yeah, they were. They were. So I don't know. Yeah, whether it's yeah, yeah. Whether, or whether we're going to have lots of little gadgets turning up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's that. So I'm becoming getting really down. I mean, I did. I did enjoy watching it, but no, just more think about. It, it's more little things beginning to niggle me. And... Having, having said that, going back to the third Doctor again, I seem to be trapped in some sort of. <laughs> but if you're going to complain about. The Doctor creating things off screen. Mm. <laughs> he had a flying car at once. <laughs> <laughs> By the end. <laughs> so I don't think necessarily we can turn around and say, oh, he's got a pair of grip- extra grippy gloves or whatever. <laughs> that, no, that was the, that car's made by a man he knew in the village. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it himself. <laughs> He got he got a man in to run run one up for him, you know. <laughs> um, that, that was built that was built in a shed somewhere in Sussex, <laughs> <laughs> alongside Chameleon later on. Mm. No, I think it was. I think the thing is for me, he's turned doc, the Doctor into some kind of superhero now, which mm. the the Doctor never has been, in my mind, shouldn't be 
really. They, they mm. should, there wasn't. Um, I know. I mean, I, I, I know they're I introducing suspect, to a new audience, I, and I, I you know, suspect but, if the third Doctor had carried on for another season, we might have got there. We might have done actually. Even more stunt doubles though, because his back was knackered yeah. by that point, wouldn't it, with Pertwee? So yeah, he could be doing yeah. anything by that point. But um, no, but yeah. So I think I think it, it's not a massive step. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes with. Yeah, other exactly, stuff. exactly. Um, now the other thing as well is Ruby herself. Now who who, who do you reckon this person is? Do you reckon it's going to be to be Ruby herself that leaves her at the church, or because it's just weird that the whole long lost family thing couldn't turn up any trace of her parents at all. Yeah. So makes you wonder where does Ruby come from? Thinking about that though, mm. because they've done a DNA sample, surely that rules out alien. Well I would have thought so. Because it would have so, brought up which something, is the, you know, it? other yeah. stuff that people have yeah. you know, sort of said. Yeah. So <coughs> be interesting to see on that. An intre- I mean it is obviously gonna come to some point because there was the point where the doctor could have gone and found out. Mm. After saving the baby, he was still she was the mother was still in sight. Wasn't yeah, it? that that was that was we didn't sort of take the chance to go it, and see who it was. It and was, it was almost as if he didn't, you know. It was like you sort of do do you get the feeling there that his sort of sense of time and whatever stopped him from. It was not the time to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't oh, think. Yeah, there's, there's, it's going to be just left now. No, there's definitely a, a, a massive build-up for this, isn't there? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, yeah, again, I thought, well, can't the Doctors meet someone normal? Do I, do I have a mystery surrounding them? Let's just have someone normal and, and just get amazed at the you know, the things they're going to see once they start travelling the TARDIS. Um, but I suppose that was Donna, wasn't it? And Martha. Well, that's, it's been all of them. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's every single one of them. I've had this sort of... Weird, or not, I say weird, but some sort of tragic backstory or mysterious backstory um, that has to be solved over the course of their tenure on the show. Uh, I just thought, let's do something different. Let's do something who doesn't have any of that baggage. You know, um, but the thing is, though, if you, di- if you didn't know about that at the beginning, you just accept the fact that Ruby had this really nice life with her adoptive mother and, and grandmother. Yeah. And that would have, to me, that would have sufficed, to be honest. Mm. But I suppose I suppose the fact that she was, I don't know. I mean, the fact that she that she's left at the church, which allows the goblins to go and mm. grab her. Yeah, you can't really. It would have been awkward to have done that. I think otherwise, in terms of you know, if she'd been adopted, who, where she would have come from, mm. otherwise, in that sense. So yeah, the mother wasn't going to miss her if she'd been taken. No, no, I suppose not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't. I just think it would have been better just to have not had them, had, not had the backstory. Just had it as, uh, right. you know, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe have the I want to find who my parents are kind of thing. But no, there's no mystery there. They just find them, and it, yeah, you know, as as long lost families is really that. That's that's all yeah. it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, before we go into any other mysteries, and that, I, I mean. This new doctor as well. He sort of like he, what he says about coming back to being with the goblins again about the whole thing. He's learning a new science about the ropes and everything. Yeah. And somebody pointed out the doctor is literally learning the ropes mm. <laughs> on that, which I thought well, that's quite a clever um, sort of clever analysis. Actually, he was literally yeah. learning the ropes. So I, no, I like that he just figured out it was a circuit 
really to, yeah. to, to be you know to just to be traced and you think okay if I pull that or undo this it will release this trap door or or whatever so I thought yeah I thought yeah. that was and quite it, and it wasn't oh yeah the this, this solution wasn't the the sonic screwdriver no or or remote control whichever you yeah want. <laughs> sole of a shoe I don't know what it is actually yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so it's uh, yeah. No, I like that. I did like the fact that you know, and it's something he. What I did like about that, he he had no prior knowledge of it. He no. had to he, you you're watching the doctor figure it out. Yeah, um, which which makes a change. And I know we we said this previously. It's one of the constraints of having a single story within like a forty five or fifty minute episode format. You you haven't got time, have you, to for the doctor to sit there and puzzle things out and it's no. usually that he already knows it um yeah which makes him a bit of a know-it-all big heads really but mm. but not in not in this though you, you did actually watch him sort of figure out what to do which i thought was well a bit of a refreshing change yeah. compared to what we've had recently it really mm. is um and, you, and and we get back to the enthusiasm about it yeah I mean, he, that's, I mean, he, he enjoyed the fact that it, that it was a new it was something new to him yeah yeah, and that and was reveling in it and rather that, than. Do you know what? That that's the one thing I cannot criticise, and it is Chuty Gatwa. I cannot criticise him at all. I thought he was great. Yeah, I really did think he was great. I, I thought he, he bought, um, you know, that that so the joyfulness to the role, yeah. um, also sort of like and, the, and, the pathos bit. When he's talking about when he said he's he's adopted, as yeah. well, and he was like a, a foundling or an abandoned. Um, so that it, joyfulness, you hope he doesn't lose it. I hope not. Um, and I hope you don't want it to get no. too irritating that he's always happy. But, no, you know, exactly. But but, I, but I, that yeah, that just excitement and the the fact of I even like the fact that you got you got um, angry at the fact that the goblins could be considered to be time travellers. Oh yeah, exactly. He didn't like that, did he? No, he was sort of no, quite affronted with like that, that. Yeah, I like that as a, a yeah. his reaction to that and how he carried that off was yeah. But I mean, the one thing, obviously, the RTD certainly is doubling down on the timeless child um, strand, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah. I think much the annoyance of a lot of Doctor Who fans out there. But um, yeah, because I think a lot of people thought, "Oh, that's it, great RTD's here. He's just going to wipe all that away like he did the Time Lords with the Time War." Yeah, and start again. Um, yeah, but no, he's... he isn't. He's not ignoring it. No, he's not. Just, he's it's not. It's not central to the story, but it's there. Yeah, exactly. I, I dare say one day he he may resolve it. Mm. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But I don't know. It's uh, it, that's a, that's a long way down the line. But this is this is first first full episode, so we don't want to sort of get get too far uh, down yeah. the road with that. Yeah. But obviously, there's another little puzzle in this as well, um, and that is who is Mrs. Flood? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, because to begin with, yeah. I was I was getting to think, what is the point to her character? Because Nita Dobson. In the UK, is quite famous, isn't she? Yes. Really. And I was getting to wonder, what, what is she just doing this silly little, almost like a little cameo hmm. in this? And, and, I, and I said to you that it, it seems to be uh, a major mistake not to have at least had someone serve her divorce papers on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think we, we, we said, it, I, I don't think, I mean, her final line, where she's looking at the camera... Yeah. Um, sort of breaking the fourth wall and sort of like, you know, she she says her line and everything. And I I don't think it got enough of a, um, a sort of a dramatic payoff, actually, as what she's been used to in previous years. So um, I think now's time to put that right, Paul, don't you think? 
Yes. Yeah, okay, let, let's let's do it now. Listen to this. Never seen a TARDIS before. Well, I think that that's put that uh, into yeah, context that, much better now, actually. That, yeah. that, that, that is actually a whole lot more menacing now. I it think. is. It, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, that sort of ups the uh, the threat level, I think, for, mm. for a character, whoever it is. Now, who do you think she is, then? Any, any ideas? Any ideas? Is she another Time Lord? I... Member of Division, perhaps? The, the, the thing, actually, that got me was she seemed surprised when the TARDIS first dematerialised. When it was on the pavement and she was walking back with her shopping. Mm. To then suddenly knows all about well, maybe a she TARDIS. Was, yeah, well, maybe she was surprised to find it was a TARDIS. Um, she didn't know it up to the point it took off. But just weird, yeah. she was she was she was waiting in her front garden, sitting on a on a chair, um, which pensioners should not do on Christmas Day or <laughs> near Christmas. It's too bloody cold. Um, but then, yeah, it did say, did they, did they didn't sort of, in the present day, they didn't hide. And it, back back when um, Ruby's left by the church, yes, it's very cold and Christmassy. In this yeah. episode, no, not really. Not really? No, no, exactly. Because that's Just, global warming for you. In years, <laughs> yes, it, it is. It certainly is. Um, I wonder what John Pope would have to say about that. But... <laughs> woke, woke Doctor Who. There we go. Um, yeah, um... But then it's sort of like she sort of like wishes Ruby good luck. She knows exactly what it is. Yeah. Appears to know well, who in- it is in- as well. The interesting thing on that one was saying that she says, oh, I haven't seen one of those for 50 years. Mm. I haven't seen that for 50... If a police box, I haven't seen that for 50 years. Now, I did no, no, wonder... Mm. In the... If she's going to be recurring... We know he goes back to the 60s. Because there's the bit in the trailer bit at the end, isn't it, where he's at Abbey Road with the Beatles? Mm, yeah. So is she there then? Well, that would put it 60 years ago, not 50. Oh, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? I'm yeah. Going, that shows you how... Well, I suppose no, because I suppose if that was late well, if it's 50 60s, years, it would have been 50-odd, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, no, 50 would be 1973. Hmm, I suppose so. Well, yeah, it's yeah. going to be 55 years, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> You're going... I'm trying to get <laughs> You're out You're adding on the years now. <laughs> yeah. Are you referencing RTD's other work there, years and years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out, won't we? Um, maybe there isn't anything that mysterious about I think people say immediately leapt to the conclusion she's the Rani. But then again, Doctor Who fans think any mysterious woman in Doctor Who's the Rani. Rani. Um, and, I, and I think that because Shooty Gatwa has made mention that he'd like to go up against the Rani, people are just assuming that, oh, she's the Rani. Um, so, oh, who knows? We'll find out. I hope it's, it's not. I've done anything too obvious, odd. you know. It's a bit odd if she, you know, because we don't even know if she's actually going to be evil. No, we don't. She could be a, a, a kindly benefactor for all we know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? She she could be the the <laughs> the version of the Watcher for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could be, couldn't it? I can hear Sarah Sutton's ADR now, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh crikey! No, it's um no. Obviously, that the he's in typical RTD style. He set up a few mysteries, hasn't he? I just yeah. hope they they stick the landing because more often than not, and with RTD, he doesn't stick the landing, does he? No, a lot of the time. And I hope I hope he does. But from what I've personally, from what I've seen this episode, it's 
meet the meet the new boss same as the old boss really hmm. when when it comes to the writing he hasn't he hasn't really hasn't really changed that much um no. but uh, but I said so, so for me the performance is really carried this episode yeah it re- really yeah. did really did but uh, um now anything else to add but before we go on to listener feedback at all anything else you want to um, just just a couple of things on this yes um, well i think i think we can safely say this doctor isn't going to pass his driving test no. <laughs> he's, par- he's parked on the pavement. And yeah. And he's parked on a double yellow line on a corner. I know. <laughs> Instant fail. <laughs> it is. I mean, I can't, I yeah. can't, see, I can't see where that's going. I bet you it was in an LTN as well. <laughs> and the last, the last thing on this one. Yeah. Is the, is the Nan. Cherry Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Always gasping. Surely they could have got her a goblin tease made. Oh, see so what you did there? <laughs> Can you still get goblin teas made? No, apparently I did. I did look it up. You did look. So I think it's actually it was... owned. The, the the trademark for goblin is actually now owned by Very. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to say Moulinex or something like that, mm. but uh, oh, but Very. Swan bought the 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 rights to the teas made thing. In the nineties, okay. I think, or even earlier than that. But yeah. I thought you were gonna blame then, I thought you were gonna blame the cancellation of the generation game for, for, for the <laughs> Goblin's yeah. Tease Maze demise. <laughs> yeah. That was a prize in it every single week. All three two one, actually. But uh, <laughs> oh, it, 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 it was the it was the sign of of, of, of laziness. Coming, wasn't it? <laughs> you had it I have, I have a goblin's tease mate. Yes, yeah, so, and in the other room I have a hostess trolley. <laughs> mm. And a soda stream in the kitchen. That's the yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my nan and granddad had, had a goblins teas made. Actually, I think they got it for their um, their someone bought it for, for their fortieth wedding anniversary. Many, 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 many years yeah, ago yeah, now. Years ago. Yes, indeed, indeed. But, uh, okay, well, that's enough talk of. Um, I was going to say bedroom appliances there, but <laughs> <laughs> so, certainly for this podcast. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Want more? Who's he after dark? <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say bedroom refreshments. That sounds even worse, actually. <laughs> oh god, come on. Let's have some listener feedback then. So once again, we cast the net far and wide across our social media platforms. And we have received some feedback from you lovely listeners. So first of all, uh, we're going to start off with Mastodon. And first off, we have Kieran. Now, Kieran was quite, um, well, quite excited, actually. I'm going to try and read this um, in in the way that he wrote it, actually. So here we go. So, OMG, 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 it was amazing. I just loved it. Shooty was so good. The vibes were so on point. And when they started singing, oh, amazing. It sounds a little bit very sort of strictly come dance there, actually. But thank you, Kieran. That's a very, <laughs> very, very enthusiastic for it. Uh, next up, we have Trevor Smith. And he says, some stuff I liked, particularly the Doctor and Ruby. Some stuff I didn't. The Goblins and the Singing Doctor was plain embarrassing. Plot was a bit thin until the final 10 minutes. Anita Dobson was great. Thank you very much, Trevor. Next on Mastodon, we have Christopher. And Christopher says, It was a Christmas special, so I'll give the impromptu singing and the threat a pass. Those aside, I think it was a brilliant introduction to our new Doctor and Companion. 
Ruby and the Doctor look like they will be a breath of fresh air and a delight to follow in their adventures together. I expect Mrs. Flood will pop up and be part of a season arc as RTD does love his arc. I hope it is something that feels new and not a tired trope. Don't be River Song, please. I, I agree with that actually, Christopher. I am over River Song as well. And now we move over to Threads, and we have one bit of feedback from Shanam30. And they say, so much fun. A fabulous launch into a new era. My only criticism being that Shooty is just too hot. And very often, I couldn't hear him over the sound of my ovaries screaming. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned their ovaries on this podcast before. Uh, so that's a first. Thank you, for, <laughs> Thank you very much for writing in. And I move on to uh, Blue Sky. And uh, we have uh, one item of feedback from Salva. Um, and Salva says, Wonderful. Shooty is the new, as the Doctor is an incredible choice, and I love Ruby. Phil Ruby's mother will be a mystery that will be developed in, in the new season, and the whole new myths and luck being real is very well done. And I love that they kept the Mativity joke. Yes, we thought um, that had been uh, that had been dispensed with, but no, it's it's back, isn't it? So uh, yeah, we'll see how that's going to play out. So thanks very much for writing in, Salva. And moving on to X or Twitter, what you want to call it, uh, we have one very very short piece of feedback from Mick Minus, your host with the most, and he says, "Damn, that was such a Jabber vibe, wasn't it? Yes, it was very very Jabber the Hut, actually the the, uh, uh, the King Goblin. So uh, yeah, I think a lot of people have uh, also picked up on that. So uh, no, thanks for thanks for writing in, Mick." And now, finally, we move on to Facebook, where the majority of our feedback um, has been received. So first up, we have uh, feedback from Russ Hilton. And Russ says, what a brilliant episode. Great story, superbly performed all round, and huge promise for the coming series with the wonderful Anita Dobson looking like she's going to be returning. Couldn't ask for more. Thank you, Russ. Good to see someone's enjoyed it there. Next, we have uh, Jeff Waddle. And Jeff says, much better than what I feared. Not great, but not bad. Two fingers up to everyone who hated the whole timeless child story for no reason. More chemistry between the Doctor and Companion than I ever felt between Tate and Tennant. So it proves my issue is with Tennant rather than RTD. Millie Gibson is instantly likeable, probably much more so than any new series companion. 7 out of 10. Now, coming from you, Jeff... That's very good, uh, high praise indeed. So uh, thank you for writing in, mate. And next we have um, Andrea Gill. Hi, Andrea. And Andrea says, Bonkers, jolly exciting, what a ride. Fabulous chemistry between the leads and I love Shooty's accent. Hope Davina stays out of the way of any Christmas trees this season. Yes, she certainly has some bad luck with that one. Uh, next up, we have some feedback from Abby Peck. Hi, Abby. And Abby says, Not bad. Some good moments, but Christmas episodes always leave me a little cold. That ending, though, yes, indeed, that's, I think that really has got everybody talking, really has done. Uh, next up, we have John Michael Lindsay. Hi, John Michael. Now, he starts off with a, a disclaimer. He says, I'm a 50-year-old white male, which might influence my opinion. First of all, I think Shooty has a huge amount of potential for this role, and Millie Gibson is superb as Ruby. But that's my appreciation for this episode ends. Quite frankly, the second worst episode since the revival. I, if I'd been told that for Christmas this year, I'd given a much lower quality knockoff version of Labyrinth, I don't think or have switched on. I stuck with it, desperately willing it to improve, but for me, it failed to do so. No fault of the cast, but appalling writing again. 
From what I saw of the coming soon trailer at the end, I can only hope for better things to come. I'm seriously rooting for the Doctor and Ruby to get some great material to shine in, but sadly, this wasn't it. Okay, thank you, John Michael. Next up, we have some feedback from Nick James. Hi, Nick. Hello, mate. Long time no see. He says, I enjoyed the episode. The singing annoyed me, but that was the only complaint. The rest of it was just fun. Cheers. Thanks very much, mate. Next up, we have Ian Key. Hi, Ian. And he says, Merry Christmas both. Merry Christmas to you as well, mate. Only watched once so far and slightly under the influence. Enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Great energy throughout. I'm intrigued by Angie Watts, or, or Nita Dobson to everyone else, but she could be a time lady perchance. Mm, that's what we're all thinking. Uh, great for an Xmas or Christmas episode. Looking forward to the series now. Thanks very much, Ian. Uh, next, we have Felicity Brown. Hi, Felicity. And she says, it was quite a piece of fluff, but I enjoyed it and makes me want to watch the new series. Okay, so we have a follow-up answer to that, really, from Linda Appleton. This is the final bit of, um, of feedback. So, hi, Linda. Um, thanks for writing in. And also, it's a little reply to Felicity, because Linda says, Agree. If I'd watched it unaware it was Doctor Who, probably would have enjoyed it more. I do like the actor playing Doctor Who, so feeling hopeful. So, that's the thing. I think the, the, the general consensus amongst people is that Shooty Gatwa and uh, also Millie Gibson are really good and everyone seems to be enjoying their performances so thanks everybody for writing in um obviously when the new series starts um in sort of in the spring or may nearly the summer actually uh then uh yeah we'll be asking for everyone's feedback once again so until then it's back to paul and me okay so paul um I think that just about wraps up this episode, really, doesn't it? And, it does. Um, yes, and our um, our final podcast of 2023 as well. It is. Yes, indeed, indeed. So, um, so as I said, we'll be back with the um, with our our sort of little tribute to Richard Franklin um, next year, and uh, we'll let everyone everyone know um, on our social media outlets of what that's going to be. And of course, we'll be back with the uh, our usual. Of usual output, really. That's what I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so have no, have no fear, listeners. 2024 for the podcast will be exactly the same as the previous 11 to 12 years. How long we've we been going for now? So. Well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> well, that's our line, and we're sticking to it. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I suppose really it just leaves to say, um, everybody, happy new year! Yes, and happy, uh, new year. happy new year! And um, I say we shall return and speak to you again in 2024. So until then, it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. 
You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Thank you.